Giving and obedience was never meant to be comfortable or easy. But when we tithe and when we give, we demonstrate in a tangible way to the Lord that we prioritize Him and others above ourselves. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. It's great to see everybody here today. Good morning. Are you happy today? Well, praise the Lord. I want to talk to you about your money for a minute. And I don't want to get too personal But I want to ask you a question. Did you know that you are the master of your money? And the question is, what kind of money master are you? You see, your money is one of those things in life that you make decisions about. Just like you're responsible for what comes out of your mouth, what you say. The word is very clear about that. It says there's great power in the tongue and it can minister life or death. Well, money falls into this same category. You may not decide how much you get, but you get to decide what to do with it. The problem is many of us don't really get this concept. We get that we are accountable for what we say and for our actions. But many times we don't believe we have control over our money. We just think about the rent or the car payment, the kids, the credit cards, the school loan. And we go and we categorize money in this totally different place. Where there's a sense of hopelessness. Like it's out of our hands. Like it's the last thing in the world we have any control of. And if you've ever felt that way, like I have, or if you feel that way right now, I want you to know something. It's time to change that line of thinking about money because you are the master of your money. And you are the only one who can decide to become a good one. I have three little things for you to remember that will help you become a good master of your money. And I need to listen to these things as much as you do. The first thing is to consider all your money, whether it's a little or a lot, God's money. It's God's money because it is. We all know the scripture about God saying, remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to create wealth. And that means that God isn't just wealthy. He's the source of wealth. And for the record, that scripture doesn't just mean he gives you the ability to earn a paycheck and make ends meet. The word wealth means an abundance of resources. 
So the Lord gives us the ability to create an abundance of resources. And when we consider all our money is really God's money, then we'll make all our financial decisions with a kingdom perspective and not just our own. So the second thing to remember is this. We have to have faith to tithe and to give. Giving in obedience was never meant to be comfortable or easy. But when we tithe and when we give, we demonstrate in a tangible way to the Lord that we prioritize him and others above ourselves. And that discipline exhibits the character of a good master over money. And then, when we can stand like the Apostle Paul and say, I am ready for anything through the strength of the Lord who lives in me. And the last thing to remember, to become a better master of your money, is to simply make sure that Christ is the master of your life. Because he will give you the wisdom. He will give you the courage to master your money. And the word says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Now you've heard me say before a few times that money can actually become a monster in your life. But God's purpose for money is not that we is God's purpose for money is that we become a good master of it. And not to mischaracterize money as something that we just never have control of because God wants us to master our money. And with the Lord's help and patience we will In Jesus' name. Have you ever been in a situation where you feel there is no way out? Stay with Bobby to learn three things that will give you the victory through Jesus Christ. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets in hardware stores everywhere and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. I have a word of encouragement that I want to share with anyone this morning who's going through a difficult time. You're here, thank God. (laughs) But you're struggling with something you're going through right now. When I was a teenager, our family moved to a new place. And I was trying to fit in at school, and one day while trying to be funny, 
I made an ill-advised wisecrack about how dumb another student was, a guy named Big Al. Well, nobody seemed to notice or care about my Big Al is so dumb joke until the next day when Big Al went into the janitor's closet to smoke a cigarette, which, by the way, said no smoking, dangerous. And when he lit up, there was an explosion and Big Al was killed. Well, it was very tragic. And the student body was understandably traumatized. But during lunch a few days later, I was outside on the basketball court and I looked up to see an angry mob of over a hundred boys surround the court with the full intention of beating up the new kid for making fun of Big Al. And as the mob started closing in on me, I experienced a little of what one of my favorite characters in the Bible did a long time ago. His name was King Jehoshaphat. And out of his story comes one of life's greatest lessons, and that is what to do when your back's up against the wall and when there seems to be no way out. Well, I don't know about you, but when I think of King Jehoshaphat, the first thing that I think of is, who named this guy? What was his parents thinking? And he must have played basketball because he's mostly associated with the phrase jumping Jehoshaphat. But here's the story. Here's the story. King Jehoshaphat is ruling the country. He's trying to do the right thing when he learns that there are three huge armies approaching. He is hugely outnumbered. He knows he can't beat them. There was no way out. But Jehoshaphat takes action, and he does three things. It's the same three things that we have to do when we face a crisis. The first thing he did was he took his problem to the Lord. Jehoshaphat called a fast, and he had everyone come together to pray and seek God's help. Prayer should always be our first and our best weapon, amen? We should pray at the first sign of trouble, not as a last resort. The next thing that Jehoshaphat did was admit his weakness. He prayed, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. You know, the only person that God doesn't help is the one that doesn't think he needs it. If your back's against the wall, that's a pretty good sign that you're not on top of things. Jehoshaphat admitted his armies were no match for his enemies. The third thing, and the most important thing that Jehoshaphat did, he thanked God in advance. The word says that the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men that was praying, and the Lord said, Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. So while the armies approached the city, Jehoshaphat and his people began to worship God. Not having any idea how things were going to turn out, they had faith in God and in his word. In fact, the word says they appointed men to go in front of the army and sing praises to the Lord. Where's Brent? Where'd he go? Can you imagine the worship team? Okay, you guys to the front. I hope you read the story. 
It's in Second Chronicles chapter two, uh, chapter twenty. The Lord caused the three armies to fight each other until they were completely destroyed. Not only were the Jews saved, but it took them days to carry home all the treasure that their enemies had left behind. And Jehoshaphat and his people, listen to this. Thank God for the victory before they had it. Okay, I know you're wondering how things turned out for me facing the angry mob. I can tell you that I did, did not have the wisdom of Jehoshaphat. But uh, since there wasn't anywhere to run, and somehow the Lord gave me the words to diffuse the situation uh, and avoid a beating. And I think that's when I discovered that I was destined for a career in sales. But listen, when you feel like there is just no way out of your situation, when you feel like you're standing in quicksand and you're slowly sinking, these three things will put your feet on solid ground when you go through a crisis. Take your situation to the Lord. Admit that you can't handle it and ask for help. And then thank God for the victory that you're going to have in Jesus' name. The word said that after the Lord's great victory over the enemies of Judah, that the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. Don't be discouraged this morning. The battle is the Lord's. Say that with me. The battle is the Lord's. And he came through for Jehoshaphat. And he'll come through for you. Money talks very loudly in our lives. Stay with Bobby to learn how to trust the Lord to provide all the things that money can't. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked under the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight, and I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright, I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high-power 500-lumen flashlight, chips-on-board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. It's equipped with programmable memory settings for each light mode, has four times adjustable zoom, and it's rechargeable. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the powerful rechargeable second-generation Slide King flashlight at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. I'm going to talk about money for just a minute. Now, I know you're not surprised uh, that I talk about money. I'm, I'm up, I do that all, all the time up here. But today I want to encourage you by reminding you of where money really belongs in our life and where it doesn't. Let me ask you a question. If money could talk, what would it say to you? (laughs) Thank you to the guy that just stepped on my line. 
The quickest answer is my money would say goodbye. <laughs> it never hangs around very long, but, and I, actually I thought that that was the, you know, the best, you know, witty answer. And then I, I got to laugh myself because I, I found in the scripture uh, a verse that validates that statement. In Proverbs it says, cast but a glance at riches and they are gone. For they will surely sprout wings and fly off to the sky like an eagle. So, in fact, there is some truth to that, that our money says goodbye. Well, believe it or not, money does talk very loudly in our lives, and it's up to us to make sure that it says the right things. And this is one of those little teachings that I know is directed right back at me because I'm one of those guys that struggles like so many, to keep the importance of money in the right place. Because it seems so natural to always want and need more money. Or is it just me? Am I the only one that struggles with money being too important? I didn't think so. You know, it reminds me of the story money, about money being important. It reminds me of the story uh, about the rich guy who was being robbed. And the robber pulls a gun and says, Your money or your life? And the guy just stands there. So he says it again. He says, hey, your money or your life? And the rich guy says, hey, don't rush me. I'm thinking. (laughs) It seems like one of the great struggles of life is to accumulate extra money. There's another joke about an older couple who scrimped and they saved their money for years. And the husband told his wife the good news that they had finally saved enough to buy what they started saving for in 1979 she was excited she says we have she says you mean we're going to get a brand new Cadillac he said no we're getting a 1979 Cadillac (laughs) so we need to put money in the right place in our lives because we can't allow money or the lack of it to rob us of the peace and the joy that God intends for us to have And the best way to put money in the right place and have the right perspective on it is to recognize the lies about money that the enemy in our culture uses to deceive us. The first lie about money is that we deserve what we have. For most of us, money doesn't come without some sacrifice and hard work. So we tend to fall for this lie pretty easily. But the word not only says wealth and honor come from the Lord, but it also says this. My power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remembering the Lord your God, for it was he who gave you the ability to produce wealth. So even when we work for it, we can take no credit for it. Everything we have, every talent we have, that we, that we use to earn money with comes from the Lord. This means, this means we need to be thankful for what we already have. And we need to be thankful for the ability to produce it. The second lie about money that we go for is that money will bring us happiness. We usually buy into this lie when we're young and ambitious. And then hopefully when we're a little older, our life experience starts to reveal the truth. And that is that you can be rich and miserable or you can be poor and content 
and money could have nothing to do with either condition. The Word says, whoever loves money never has enough. And whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with his income. So the pursuit of money as a means to happiness is the pursuit of a fool. Even the Lord said, for what profits a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? And the third lie about money is that money will bring us security. And too often today, we, we see that what is considered good stewardship through building a retirement fund by working for a company many years turns out not to be the security it was intended. And that seems like a tragedy. But the Word tells us that there's no security in anything the world has to offer. It says, whoever trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. Our security comes from the Lord and Him alone. You see, God knows how important money is to us. That's why He teaches us all throughout the Word how to deal with it. Money is both a tool and a blessing and a crutch and a curse. And God wants us to control money instead of it controlling us. And if money could talk, And if it would tell the truth, I think it would say, I'm just an overrated commodity. And my best use is to be a test to you to see who you really trust. So don't be discouraged this morning about money. No matter what shape you're in, the Lord will provide all the things that money can't. Peace. Happiness. Security. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com. 
or call 817-755-8484.